Seven lessons I learned from doing Camp NaNoWriMo during a global pandemic. Once again, I find myself at the end of a successful NaNoWriMo month. As usual, this day is one of utter exhaustion, but one that also feels like a tremendous triumph. I didn't do exactly what I set out to do. Overachieve on my official Camp Nano goal and use this month to work on multiple projects, but I succeeded in what I feel was the central intention of this month. I wanted to go through my entire work in progress with a critical eye and improve on what was already there, turn it into a better reader experience and a better representation of the vision I have for it. As I finished up the last scene in the early hours of this morning, I knew the editing process was far from over. I have succeeded in this key aim of improving the manuscript but I also know that there are further improvements yet to come. I'm not upset by this. If anything, I feel confident, knowing that each time I go back over the manuscript, I'll be able to make it better. One reason I love Nana so much is the opportunity it gives me to take stock. At the start of the month, as well as at the end, I reflect on where my project, and I, are at, and I look to the future. A month ago, I imagined a future where I would feel more confident in my project and one where I have rediscovered the joy of the first novel in my series. One of the disadvantages to writing the second and third book while the first is not yet polished to the end is that I sometimes find myself mentally ahead of my characters when I go back to book one. It's my common flaw that I love characters for their arc and growth and thus I felt at times that I can no longer connect to them pre-growth. But diving back in and retaking that journey with them has brought me back to that moment in time where they are yet young and untouched by the events of the future. I feel I'm closer to this part of them again and that's an effect I was hoping this month would have. I love Nano but that is not to say it hasn't been a hard month. There's a reason it's called a challenge but challenges are a great breeding ground for learning new lessons. And even though I've done Nano a fair few times now, there's still more to learn. So I wanted to share a quick reflection with you on the things I've picked up on this time round. Number one, my expectations should reflect my reality. This is a major one. When I set myself the goal of editing 71,000 words in a month, I underestimated how hard it would be to keep up a daily editing routine alongside my day job, dealing with the effects of a global pandemic, my blogging schedule, and all the usual responsibilities of my life. If I went back now, even though I made it, I changed the goal to be a little less ambitious. I reached it, but I probably struggled more than I had to. Not every nano is the same. Not every day is the same. We can't expect our abilities to remain on a constant level. Some days, we'll be able to cope better and achieve more than usual. Some days, less. With compassion, it's easier to handle this truth. But either way, it's a fact, and accepting reality is key to flourishing within it. Number two, time out can be more valuable than time on. Foolishly, I thought that, apart from the natural consequences of a national lockdown and the obvious health risks of the situation in general, COVID-19 would have no impact on my personal life. 
I was aware that in my day job, I would very much see the implications of the virus, and somewhat anticipated the heightened stress levels that would cause. But being fairly happy to stay inside with a good book, and not seeing my friends and family regularly anyway, distance is a bitch, I felt no immediate threat to my social sanity. I adjusted surprisingly well to working from home, and essentially moving into my office full time. Surprising, that is, to the people around me. I sort of expected it. What I didn't expect was that a team video conference with my colleagues, talking about the ways they stay in touch with their families or the life projects they're moving forwards, would be able to turn me so nostalgic and so sad within only a few minutes. Surely, I thought, for a short conversation to change my mood so suddenly and so profoundly, there must have been an undercurrent of this feeling running along for a while without me noticing. Maybe I hadn't been adjusting as well as I thought, I had so much to do that day. I hadn't yet written for this blog, done my daily editing session, prepared for my writing group's virtual meeting. I had so many things to do. I couldn't afford the time to call my friend. I did anyway. We were on the phone for two hours, and no, I did not get around to all the things on my list that day. But I still managed to do the editing, more than I'd expected to be able to do. I found energy in fixing my social deficit, not only that night, but the following days. And what was more, I found inspiration too. Sometimes, a little time away from a project, even during nano, where that time can be scarce, is just the thing you need to break through a block. Number three. It's all about community. Often, NaNoWriMo months can feel lonely. It's just me, my project, and my pen, or keyboard. A lot of the time, that's great, because it allows for full immersion in the narrative, something which any writer can tell you feels amazing. But it can be a little isolating too. I've never used a community feature on the NaNo website much. Somehow, I never quite got around to it. But for the past few years, I've reconnected to a friend from university. We talk occasionally throughout the year, but it always jumps up in NaNoWriMo months, as we support and cheer each other on. We did a few video calls together this month to do some virtual writing slash editing sprints, and the days that started out with those meetings were some of my most productive. Not necessarily during the calls, sometimes yes, sometimes not, but connecting over the shared goal helped to get me motivated for the rest of the day. Number four, sharing my writing can bring the greatest joy. Writing often feels like you're doing it into a vacuum. Especially with a novel, it can take a long time before anyone else sees the fruit of your labour. The more that's the case, the more I cherish my writing group. They are at times the only ones to see the early stages of my work, and their feedback is always insightful, surprising and supportive. Taking time away from other responsibilities to attend on our virtual sessions made me feel a bit anxious at times, but was always absolutely worth it. Number five, slow and steady wins the race, but big gestures help too. It's one of the most amazing things about Nano to see your daily, smaller contributions amassed to such a great feat by the end of a single month. 
Those who have never tried NaNoWriMo before might struggle to comprehend how you can write or edit a whole novel in a month. Hell, sometimes I still don't quite know. But each word, each scene, is a building block that eventually stacks up to a whole book. A whole journey, even. But each time I do NaNo, I find I need big days too. Days where I catch up on previous days that didn't go as well as I'd hoped. Bumping out the word count by 12,000 words in a day is the more objectively big achievement, but both kinds of contributions are equally important. Just accept the words, however they come. Number six, value your supporters. Nanorama months are often a sacrifice, but not one I make, one my partner makes, and my friends to an extent. As I concentrate on creating worlds, my partner keeps hours running. Cooking, cleaning, emotional support, all things he is a master at by the end of the month. Those are not sacrifices I accept lightly. They are things that I hope will be worth it for both of us. Following one's passions I feel is essential for inner happiness, and as he supports mine, so will I support his. And maybe, by the time he's read the whole story, it'll feel worth it for that too. But most importantly, they are not sacrifices I want to forget. So I remind myself to thank those that hold up the ladder for me to climb. Number seven, we adapt and grow with our challenges. The first time I did NaNoWriMo, it was hard. I struggled to reach the daily work count every day and had to finish it all off on the last day in a major session that somehow surpassed what I thought I was capable of in a single day. But I made it. My second NaNoWriMo was hard. I didn't just write a book around my studies. I wrote it around a regular work schedule, arguably something that allowed me far less time than I had the first time round. And yet, I did it. My next NaNoWriMo was hard. I added blogging into the mix of committing to NaNo and working my day job. I thought the added productivity I needed to keep writing enough words for both my book projects and my blog would be the hardest to combine. And yet I finished, again. This NaNoWriMo was hard. I spent more hours on my day job than ever. I kept writing on this blog, and I did it all around a global crisis. And yet, I succeeded. Each time, circumstances got harder. The second I learned how to fit an extra requirement in, something else was thrown into the mix. In life, challenges always get harder. If we remember the struggles of our teenage years, we often look back with nostalgia, wishing ourselves back to the simple good old days, which we could easily manage with our current skill level. But these past challenges have brought us where we are today. We could tackle them with more ease now, because we have tackled them. I love NaNo, because I love getting on top of that hurdle, which keeps growing every year. I love seeing past struggles shrink and feeling myself grow. I hope you all had a fantastic Camp Nano and feel, regardless of whether you've reached your official goal, that you have gained more confidence, a higher skill level for future challenges, and that you feel like you've levelled up. As always, happy writing.
If you enjoyed today's podcast, do check out my blog as well, which enjoys more frequent updates. You can find me on wildlywordy.wordpress.com or on my Instagram at wildlywordy. Looking forward to seeing you there. Thank you.